All right, welcome to Five at Five. Um, last patient of the day. Boy, we've had a heck of a day. We've had a very busy day. I can't tell you how many COVID patients I've treated over the phone today, but it's been many. And um, knock on wood, everybody seems to do pretty well. Some of them you have to hit pretty hard with nebulizers and steroids and antivirals and antibiotics, high-dose vitamins. But um you know, for some reason, it seems like there's very few doctors willing to to treat this until you get into the hospital, and, and by then, it, you don't want to do that. So treat early, um, get tested, treat early. That's all I can tell you. And then call if you need assistance with this because we're really working overtime to treat people with COVID these days. We're in the midst of the, I hope, you know, the height of this thing, because it's everywhere. Um, so anyway, um, and we've never seen anything like this before. In my 35-year career, I don't care if you've practiced medicine for 80 years, you've never seen anything like this before, quite like it. So we got to rise to that challenge of, of getting people better with this and reassuring them and guiding them through it every step of the way until either the herd immunity or the vaccine kind of, smashes this thing to bits which was going to happen it's going to happen i'm hoping it happens sooner than later but anyway there's hope I always look at the bright side so uh first question are uv lights effective in sanitizing mask in rooms i use a small box for my mask and have a larger light for my rooms yeah i like the uv lights i think definitely they work um, there's nothing wrong with using it at all. I mean, for a lot of people that are germ germophobics like me, you'll also wipe down everything with Clorox if you can find some. But uh, yeah, I really like these. I really like the UV stuff. The only problem is that it's expensive and they're they're kind of hard to get get a hold of. But it's probably the future of, of desanitizing rooms, cars everything not just mask uh so but yeah i'm all for the uv lights i love uv lights keep it up question two does drinking coffee or tea break my fast no not if you drink black coffee or unsweet tea um you know uh i certainly drink black coffee in the morning since i do now do intermittent fasting every day and lost a lot of belly fat as a matter of fact i'm leaner now than i ever was and i'd gained a little bit of belly fat during the covid back in the spring and couldn't figure it out thought maybe it was stress or just being 65 years old um, and not exercising as much as i used to but um i'll tell you this intermittent fasting is the best thing i've ever done as far as energy levels you know i'm in a 31 size pant now which is normal size i was in in high school um and that way you can kind of in that seven hours that i eat my eating window i can even eat some things i I normally wouldn't eat on it so um i love the intermittent fasting and no drinking coffee or unsweet tea does not break my fast just don't use any artificial sweeteners um and Drink a lot of water and see what happens. But uh, great question. 
Great question. I, I used to drink bulletproof coffee every morning, and that definitely breaks a fast. I like bulletproof coffee, but I do that sometimes in the afternoon during my feeding window, not during my fast. I do very clean fasting now, and the results sure have been great. So, good question. Number three, can I double up on the COVID medications, vitamin recommendations? Well, I don't know exactly what you mean by that. Um, you know, the COVID medications that I use from uh, antibiotics, hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, um, prednisone, you know, the prescription medicines, nebulized budesonide are some of the ones I use, um, sometimes colchicine. Uh, you know, you don't want to double up on those for sure. Just take the prescribed dose that I will prescribe to you. But the vitamins, I guess, you know, I don't know if you have COVID or don't have COVID, but, um, you know, um, on vitamins, it's very hard to, to overdose on vitamins. I mean, you can, gosh, you know, when I treat COVID, I use 50,000 of vitamin D3 a day for the first three days. I use 5,000 of C, I use usually 50 to 100 of zinc. And I, I, I don't think you need to go over those doses for a very short period of time. Um, otherwise, stay on your normal doses, but it'd be very hard to take too many vitamins unless you did it for prolonged periods of time. So I hope that answered your question. Um, question four, does Tadalafil... The, the generic name for Cialis, the erectile dysfunction d drug, um, have any, any other uses other th than for ED? Yeah, it does for sure. Tadalafil is one of my favorite medications. Um, that's a great question. Uh, of course, we think of it as being an e my favorite ED drug. Uh, the problem with some of the others, um, you know, like Viagra, Sidenafil, is sometimes it causes a lot of flushing, stuffy nose, um, this seems to be better tolerated at a low daily dose, but it's also beneficial, of course, for prostate symptoms. You know, you're definitely, if you have a little bit of an enlarged prostate, like most men do after a certain age, um, it'll definitely help your symptoms of having, uh, an enlarged prostate. It doesn't really shrink the prostate, but it relaxes the muscle and helps you urinate better. You'll find yourself not getting up to go to the bathroom as much at night and uh, also during the day, better flow, etc. So it's great for prostates. It's also great for um, your blood pressure. You know, it helps stimulate the re release of nitric oxide, which is a vasodilator, which is very beneficial for your heart. Um, I was talking to a cardiologist from Boston a year or two ago and he said that he thought daily Tadalafil was an, as important a medication uh, to treat and prevent heart disease as a statin drug. Now that's pretty, you know, I'm not really keen on statins except in some cases, but that's a pretty strong statement from a cardiologist to say that. Um, uh, and also, we also treat um, some cases of Raynaud's uh, phenomena, Raynaud's disease, where you um, get vasoconstriction of your fingers and toes in cold weather to where they actually turn blue and hurt. I treat females with this, uh, with daily Tadalafil, as well as males. 
Um, I also treat uh, altitude sickness with Tadalafil. Um, as you know, um, that class of medications is also used to treat pulmonary hypertension, uh, serious lung disease. So it's got a bunch of uses. I love Tadalafil. Um, and nowadays you can get generic or compounded. It's not expensive. So great question. Question of the day uh, right there. Doc, I'm going to jump in here and just remind, we've got a few people here live with us. Uh, if you do have a question for Dr. Rogers, uh, we're going to take a few at the end. Uh, we have one more question, so just put them in the comments. I'll make sure it happens. If you don't have any questions, that's totally cool too. But just wanted to open up the floor for uh, questions in the comment section. And that is all I'm going to say. And then I'm going to let you get back to question number five, Doc. All right, here we go. Thank you. Um, question five, last question of the day. Dr. Mercola on his website is really emphasizing the importance of vitamin D with COVID. Do you think that vitamin D could solve the pandemic? You know, gosh, I've been saying for years that if everybody in this country had a good high level vitamin D, there would be no health care crisis in our country. We just flat out wouldn't be. I mean, it's it's unbelievable to me how, especially guys like Dr. Fauci and some of the CDC and the FDA, why they're not, you know, just giving away vitamin D3 by the truckloads to everybody in America uh, to prevent, you know, COVID and obesity-related diseases, cancer, diabetes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Gosh, I mean, Dr. McColl is right. I mean, you know, he's a very well-respected, renowned uh, integrative medical doctor. Uh, you, you should read some of his books, listen to his podcast, read his newsletters. Um, we're definitely on the same page with almost everything. Um, he's the guy that turned me on in my infrared sauna. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean... Nine out of ten people that have to be hospitalized with COVID-19 have low vitamin D levels. Um, that's why blacks and Hispanics, dark-skinned folks, do much worse with COVID than lighter-skinned folks is because they have low vitamin D levels. The, the sunlight just doesn't turn on their pigment like it does uh, if you're light-skinned, fair-skinned. So everybody should be taking at least 5,000 units of vitamin D3 now and uh, with K, vitamin K2, in my opinion. Now, young kids don't need 5,000, but they certainly need adequate vitamin D levels. And go get your level checked. I bet I checked 10 vitamin D levels today. My last patient of that, I just gave him uh, 50,000 units of uh, vitamin D3 and shot because his level was 18. And you know, this, this was a 17-year-old kid. You know, and he's tired, he's emotional. Vitamin D is a hormone. It's great for your emotions. It's great for helping lose weight. It's good for energy. It's good for prevention of diabetes. It's pre prevention of cancer. I mean, there's no medical doctor in the world that will argue this now. Uh, you know, if they do, they're just crazy. I mean, there's no reason in the world we shouldn't be yelling from the rooftops, please take vitamin D right now. I mean, right now, you, it's, it's an immune booster. Um, you know, 
bar none. This is the most important uh, vitamin in the history of the world. It comes from the sun. You just don't get enough of it through the sun, unfortunately, especially in the winter. I mean, I always double up on mine in the winter. Usually I take 5,000 a D with K, and in the winter I'm certainly, especially this winter, I'm taking um, 10,000 units. And if I start to feel bad, I'm going to bump it up for a few days to 50,000 units. So um, it's very hard to get toxic on vitamin D3. You know, you, there may be some people that have a history of kidney stones that don't want to get huge levels of it. But for everybody else, start taking vitamin D3 now, tonight. So whether it can solve the pandemic, you know, I don't know. But it sure prevent a lot of hospitalizations, a lot of people from catching and getting ill with COVID-19. Um, and right now, make no mistake, COVID's not a hoax. I mean, if you go in the hospital, it's just full of people with, with COVID, some of them doing bad. Um, there's a lot of new treatments. Um, a lot of it needs to be rushed to the forefront, not just the vaccine, but also um, the monoclonal antibodies, you know, where you get you first get it if you can do an IV infusion of monoclonal antibodies as an outpatient. You know, you're probably not going to end up in the hospital with it. The problem is, by the time you go to the hospital, they're not going to do it in the hospital for you. At least right now they're not. So there's all kinds of this drug out there. They just don't know how to administer it yet. you got to get an infusion clinic. It takes about an hour. you got to watch for reactions under a doctor's supervision. But... I hope they can certainly roll these infusion clinics out, you know, ASAP for people that can keep them out of the hospital and do some of the other things that we're doing early on. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, get on vitamin D. Uh, ben, do we have any questions from the audience? All right. I'm looking here now. It looks like we don't have any comments at the moment. Uh, so I'll say if we've got a, a, another minute or so, if we if we don't get a – a question we will sign off for the week. Uh, Dr. Rogers, that was great information, stuff I had not heard you talk about in regards to COVID and vitamin D, even though you've been really um, talking a ton about this uh, COVID vitamin bu bundle and vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc, um, which was in fact our giveaway of the day today. So uh, I encourage everybody, I'm actually going to go take my vitamin D right now uh, after uh, after that question. Um, and it so looks you're not like going to get the vaccine on camera. You're going to go ahead and take your vitamin D. I think that's what I'm going to do right now. Uh, <laughs> remember, we'll talk about quercetin a little bit, maybe in the next doctor's note. Um, you know, quercetin is a vitamin that's a flavonoid that I highly recommend people take. Anybody that gets COVID, you know, I'm definitely putting them on quercetin, which is an over-the-counter vitamin. It's a flavonoid, the good stuff that comes from fruits. Um, you know, and our vitamin C comes with quercetin in it. So I, that's certainly one that I take uh, every day. Very good for your immune system. It's a great anti-inflammatory too. Uh, it looks like we, we do have a comment here. Um, okay, so Laura, thank you, Laura, for the question. Laura says, is there a certain brand to take? I'm assuming she's talking about uh, vitamin D and vitamins in general. Uh, do you want to go over some of the brands you like? Um, Life Extension is my favorite vitamin because it's it's been around for, the company's been around for 40 years. They do all the research. It's dated. You know, there, there should be an expiration date for vitamins just like drugs. 
um, and they're tested by outside companies. Um, the bioavailability is very good on them. Um, to me, it's it's been my favorite vitamin company. As far as D3 goes, of course, I like theirs. But D3, if you can't find life extension, just get any vitamin D3. Um, it's very hard to screw that one up, to be honest with you. But just like the stuff like the C, our vitamin C has quercetin in it. Um, and our vitamin D3 has an option where you can get vitamin K2 with it, which makes it a lot better. So um, anyway, just consider that. Life extension is my favorite. One thing you mentioned there um, is bioavailable. Um, and I, I know that's a big reason why um, you talk a lot about life extension. Can you explain for the people out there you know, what you mean by bioavailable? Well, it just means it's absorbed through your gut better than some of the other brands are. You know, they lyophilize it, they attach it to a fat molecule, et cetera, to kind of drive it in there better. Because some, a lot of times when you take an oral medication or, or vitamin, a lot of it just gets passed through your GI tract. You don't really absorb much of it. Um, that's why we do a lot of vitamin C infusions. 100% of it gets into your cells for more serious conditions, of course. But uh um, so, so it's all about absorption and, and how much of the, yeah, the nutrient. Yeah, it is. And if, you, if you've got some gut dysfunction, you know, um, then it's very hard to absorb your vitamins. So we always look at the gut. You know, when I have anybody with an autoimmune disease, think gut health. That's the basis. That's the start of everything. You know, your immune system's located in the gut. And COVID-19, is a, it's a gut infection, too. It gets in your gut. You'd be surprised how many people I see now with... Um, a lot of nausea and diarrhea with COVID, um, a lot. I'm seeing a lot of systemic rashes with COVID, a lot of headaches. It can, COVID can be a neurologic disease as well. Um, it's definitely a systemic disease that can affect everything. So um, think about those things. Looks like uh, Nina has a question. Thank you, Nina, for for asking, um, she says, what's your recommended dosage for vitamin D and zinc for children? Um, that's a good question. You know, it just depends on their age. You know, anybody with um, a children that's a child that's two years or older, right now I would be giving them like one drop, not drop or one drop because it's 2,000 units per drop and the one the only time you'll ever see an overdose of vitamin d and then it'd take months of doing this that i've read in the literature is when some parents mistakenly think that the pediatrician said give them a whole dropper full of vitamin d and they've given them just huge doses of vitamin d so i would say one drop 2000 milligram for over two years of age you know once they reach about you know, adolescent age, I'd give them, you know, probably 4,000 during the COVID. And followed levels. People absorb things differently. Um, zinc, you know, for a, you know, I would just usually get the zinc in with their multivitamin for a young kid. You don't need to give extra zinc. One problem with zinc is it makes a lot of people nauseated. That's why you need to take it with food. But I would probably just get the zinc and a multivitamin, it's probably going to be 8 to 10 milligrams. It's not going to be the 50 that you'd give an adult. So great question. Great question. Yeah, great question. Talk thank, to your pediatrician, too. 
you know, always talk to your pediatrician. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, thank you, Laura. Thank you. Thank you, Nina, for the questions. Um, it looks like we, we might be uh, out of questions, um, but thank you guys for asking. Um, that's exactly what we're trying to do here on Five at Five. Uh, Dr. Rogers, thank you as always for joining us uh, every Tuesday for Five at Five. Uh, we are going to sign off uh, until next week. If you have a question uh, that you want um, on the show next week, be sure to email info at performancemedicine.net. Um, looks like we got one more, and we'll get Kathy in here real quick because uh, I know I think I know your answer to this. Uh, which probiotic do you recommend? Thank you, Kathy. Um. There's a lot of good probiotics. Um, the thing, of course, I like Gluten Shield. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be another couple of weeks before we can get any more Gluten Shield in um, because of, of COVID supply chain problems. But I like a, a probiotic that has a prebiotic with it, food for the probiotic. Um, it has at least 10 billion. Um, culture units in it i mean if you go up too high on the on the the cfus on this thing like i did one time myself and upset my stomach because i had too many probiotics in it i like the mix of that they say you should get between 10 and 25 30 billion cfus uh cultures in there so uh, but i like gluten shield because it has it also has digestive enzymes in it it has um lactase which blocks down dairy and it has a gluten blocker in it because you know dairy and gluten they're very inflammatory to almost anybody you know you don't have to have celiac disease or leaky gut to have a problem with it so gluten shield is my favorite that's to me the vitamin of the year besides d that's the vitamin of the world uh in the last year that we've used now another good one uh that we get is theralac that one has to be refrigerated. Um, so there's a lot of good ones out there. You know, they have the three main types of uh, um, the uh, the bacteria in there that, that cover most people. And the other thing I'll tell you, you know, every year or two, switch your probiotic up because so you don't get tolerant to it. Um, you can because your gut can kind of get tolerant to the same bacteria and you can even actually get stool tests that can analyze your whole microbiome um there's a company down in houston i think that does this i've had a couple patients do it and sometimes it gives you some good information um but uh it's amazing that the dna from the bacteria in your gut outnumbers your own dna by over a thousand times so you got to keep that gut bacteria happy so and especially if you're on antibiotics or you know covid medication stuff like that you need a good probiotic you know to to throw in the mix to protect your gut because um covid 19 is is a gut infection as well as a respiratory infection so um Doc, it looks like we got one more question here. Let's try to squeeze this one in, Edna. Uh, Edna, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, she asked, what is good for ner nerve damage in feet? Okay, that's a, a good question. Uh, we see that a lot, especially with diabetics and some people with nerve damage in their back, et cetera, and, and, and some off-the-wall neuropathies also. 
Um, well, for vitamin B6 is my favorite vitamin for that. I love B6. It's great for neuropathy. So B6. Um, and of course there are medications that we use for, uh, neuropathy. Um, like Neurontin is gabapentin, Lyrica. Um, we use those quite a bit if you have to get on those. I'd rather start out, with, if it's mild, just with B6 because there can be side effects from the prescription medicines like weight gain, fatigue, and that, that type of thing. It depends on how severe it is and what the cause of it is. So I always look for the cause of something. You know, um, you can get EMGs and try to figure out where the nerve conduction and how severe it is. Um, but great question. Probably six. Guys, uh, thank you so much for, for asking those questions and joining us. We've got, we've had a few people here the whole time. So, so thank you for joining us on this live at five, uh, oh, five at five, I guess, uh, excuse me, uh, Dr. Rogers, thank you as always for, for joining us tonight. Um, and, uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.